1: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to an episode of Popcorn Heist, the podcast. I'm Nick. I'm Jake. Welcome back. back.
0: Welcome back. Welcome back. We're talking about Marvel. Yes, sir. Um, start of phase five. Let's go. This is uh, this is where things do are supposed to turn around, supposed to get moving a little bit. Uh, They've been
1: saying that for the last three years, though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but now you hear what we're saying. Uh, cuz we are going to rant like hell this episode. Yes, I don't even we know I, 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 Not all bad, not all good, but like I just got a lot to say. There's a lot
1: to say about this this one.
0: Oh yeah. Um we're talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantumania, but before we get to that, if this is your first time coming across Popcorn Heist, Popcorn Heist is a brand created by Nick and I to share movie and TV content created by diehard fans. But Popcorn Heist, the podcast, is a show where we could specifically nerd out about franchises we love the most, like Star Wars, Game of Thrones, Avatar, Last Airbender. In this case, Marvel, and we release new episodes uh, usually on a weekly, bi-weekly basis, uh, depending on how much content comes out. So we. If you like an episode that you listen to, we ask you to please give us a follow and a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. And we'd be remiss if we also didn't mention the other podcast on the network called A Simps Guide to the NCU, where the relationships, romances, and bromances of the Marvel Cinematic Universe are discussed with Alyssa and Kelly. And if you want more pop culture content like blog posts, rankings, brackets, and Tuesday trivia, visit us online at popcornheist.com or follow us on social media at popcornheist. Join the heist. Join heist i'm actually so sad i didn't get to see this with you i saw this with the simps with Alyssa and kelly uh on a i was night. sad i didn't get to see it with you too I, yeah. there's just so much to unpack in this movie <laughs> there really is oh much my god to think about <laughs> we <laughs> very much billy ray cyrus vibes uh yes I to, I, i've gone like let's why don't we why don't we get into the quote because i just like have so much to say yeah we have so to say into about it. the movie
1: so any Popcorn Heist fans know that Jake and I start every episode with a quote. If you're new here, this is your first time. And I think I I think Jake and I have chosen the perfect quote for this episode.
0: I thought of it. You, and don't, I was like, t- don't, don't even try to pass it on to me. You chose this quote. So it's I was good. like, this is
1: perfect.
0: Because it's like, all right, I'll
1: just say what it is. And then I'll be like, why it's perfect. So. Sometimes our quotes are from life. Sometimes they're from movies. Sometimes they're from shows. Sometimes they're from content that we're talking about in the episode. Today, it is not from content we're talking about in the episode. It is from Zoolander. And it's, what is this? A center for aunts? <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty much how I felt about this movie. <laughs> uh, like, it's like a, he's definitely frustrated in the moment, he doesn't quite understand what's going on. It's about ants, which is clearly relevant. And Mm -hmm. it just was the perfect quote for this episode. I'm frustrated. I don't quite know what went on or how I feel about it. And there was ants all around.
0: If you don't know the scene from Zoolander, um, this uh, guy hires him, Ben Stiller's character, for a job, a fashion show. But to sort of entice him, he builds him a model of this learning center that he wants built. But obviously it's a model, so it's pretty tiny. And Ben Siller's character is meant to be not the brightest uh crayon in the box. And he looks at it and smashes it and goes, What is this? A center for ants? So, <laughs> okay. Good When you said yeah, it, you were like, you were like, I have the perfect quote for this. And I immediately was like, yes. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no um, no notes. Yeah. Oh my God. I love when we can like find a quote that's not from the source material but just like works like that so yeah bravo bravo nicholas
1: it really um, just works out too
0: well but i'm like fired up about this movie you see i got my tva hat on time aaron's authority i'm very I'm, I'm in full kang and ant-man mode ever since i saw this movie i re-watched the finale of the of loki last night uh while i was uh exercising this morning i watched ant-man and the wasp like the car chase scene um which we'll get into in a sec about how, like, Quantumania is as a trilogy capper. But I don't know where all the Ant-Man and the Wasp hate, hate comes from. I love that movie. I feel like it gets way too much hate. Like, honestly, really enjoyable film. Um, yeah, I just don't know why it gets gets all the hate it does. I think it's like... yeah, imp- I, I like Ant-Man like and the, the Wasp. I like Ant-Man and the Wasp well enough. I like Ant-Man well enough. I feel like they were,
1: like, contained movies. And then... Quantumania is very much not a contained movie, which we'll get into how that fits into the trilogy. But I like Ant-Man. I like Ant-Man and the Wasp. I like Quantumania. Like, I like all three of them. But, like, I don't know that the third one goes with the other two.
0: Yeah. I mean, it definitely, like, straight off the bat, there's so many things different from it. Well, probably a big elephant in the room. Everyone really wanted Luis and the the ex-cons to be in this movie um but they were just not present uh which isn't the biggest deal but it does give it that different uh feel from I the think first two movies
1: to the different feel
0: yeah exactly like like you said the first two were very grounded very self-contained very like street level and this one is the complete opposite of that um i i want to say like all of the new projects namely the ones um that maybe didn't live up to expectations entirely like doctor strange um thor and uh this one ant-man i like like everything from an out from a zoomed out perspective concept wise i think concept wise that's a really cool concept that's a great idea to start and like scratch the surface on but just the execution never is fully like it never hits the way that like phase three concepts used to you know what I mean? Hundred percent. I hate the fucking multiverse. Sorry for
1: <laughs> my cursing. <laughs> no, but a hundred percent. Like, I feel like a lot of the ideas are there, but yeah, like you said, the execution isn't always there. And I feel like we were waiting for like the movie that was where are we going, and this was kind of the movie where it's like, here's where we're going, and. And it's almost, like, weird because the Ant-Man movies were never the movies that you... They were never the forum that you wanted to see the, here's where we're going. It was more like, let's see an Ant-Man story. Like, that was the whole fun of it. And now it's like, here's where we're going. And it's like, okay, I'm glad we have a little bit of here's where we're going. But in an Ant-Man movie, we... Almost got, like, like Ant-Man was almost sidelined. Wasp was 100% sidelined. Like, a lot oh, yeah. of, like, the, a lot of the development that you wanted to see from an Ant-Man movie, aside from, like, the development you want to see from an MCU movie, was not there. Which was, like, it, it's nice to see where we're going. It's nice, like, some things were explained. Like, they went. But, a lot of the Ant-Man stuff's not there. Like this very much felt like an MCU movie. Like it was like almost like a civil war type. Like this was an MCU movie,
0: not an Ant-Man movie. It was a Kang movie. That's what I it came was a kind of it. Movie. I was I was like, they m- might as well have called it Kang Quantumania, like rather than Ant-Man Quantumania.
1: And well, I, I don't want to get too far into it right now. It was a Kang movie, but like in ways they made Kang both a great villain, but also a villain that had no consequences
0: yeah i mean entirely there's there's a bunch of ways where i i actually saw like a, a video essay on youtube about this again i went down a rabbit hole after watching this I one because i couldn't a decide if i liked couldn't decide if i liked it or didn't like it or not um and they basically like the problem with the multiverse is that when you open up the, this universe to the possibility of oh we can either easily kill this character off because there's infinite versions of them that we could just bring back in the next movie or just like we like it it it, it opens up like pandora's box a little bit where you 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 can't give any consequences where they don't want to kill the main version off but then like you can introduce someone like reed richards from the 838 universe and just kill him off right away because oh we haven't met our new version yet so it doesn't feel like the stakes are as high
1: you know i've been saying for movies that i hit the multiverse (laughs) but yeah i I mean i completely agree like i think the best thing about this movie was kang and i was rooting for kang the whole time and i almost wish they like you can introduce a multiverse thing but still drive down like this is the main kang which i don't know that they did
0: oh i think they did um i have my thoughts about the whole i think so i don't know they did I... i
1: think the two goals of this movie were like showcase the quantum realm And make Kang a main villain. But they didn't make Kang a main villain enough that he couldn't contend with the Ant Fam. So it was like, are you going to give me that version of Kang who lost to the Ant Fam, Or are you going to give me another version of Kang who doesn't have the development that we just watched for two hours?
0: Yeah. I mean, I I totally get... I mean, there's a a few contradictions here and there. If he's... Kang's supposed... This Kang is supposed to be, I think, all... Of them, but we'll see how they develop the the dynasty of Kangs in Avengers Five. They're all supposed to be originally started as Nathaniel Richards from the 31st century. I mean, this one in particular has cra- they said he has crazy technology that basically makes him a god and makes him easy to conquer everything. Which we didn't say. Uh-uh. You would think if he's from the 31st century, he would have figured out pim particles by then. <laughs> the dude could yeah. the, the dude could or like time. show me like something other than beams. Yeah beams and uh and floating panels and whatever but i mean i mean I, again it's i don't want to knock it either because there's some really cool thread lines like you can tell that all right clearly i know just from the design language that the 10 rings from shang chi are kind of connected to him a little bit we know that now kamala's bangle is connected to the 10 rings which is probably connected to kang like I didn't know that. The, the in the post-credit scene oh spoilers for quantum mania we always forget to do this <laughs> <laughs> well i didn't get that the bengal was
1: from this and i didn't get that the ten rings were from this
0: well if the ben- if the ten rings are connected to kang the ten rings the design language looks the same as kamala's bangle, and then the design language also looks like the rings when kang powers up his like time travel thing in in quantum you know the rings that surround his ship hmm. everything they look a lot like that and there's a specific scene you know the flashlight guy who was in like the the rebels crew in this movie yeah at one point, he, it's him v Kang. He shoots gold beams at him. Kang takes the gold beam, spins oh, it, and right, turns right, it blue. Right. Literally, like Wen Wu versus Shang Chi. Like I feel like that's not a coincidence. That, so like, what? He, Kang just hmm. regardless. I don't like that Shang Chi's rings are ten are technology and not magical. I would rather than be mystical. Yeah, but yeah.
1: Anyway, who knows? Continue.
0: Um anyway, and in the post credit scene when all the Kangs are portaling into the Council of Kangs, they're using the same um Yeah, yeah. No, not even the TV- the what Reed Richards used in uh to appear in the Pretty Lunati. much a TVA. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, yeah, they're supposed to be kind of similar. I mean, and whatever. Um yeah, but they that, that's the thing like there's cool thread lines here and there but like how do you introduce a character like that that's supposed to be unbeatable and one create any stakes and then two have it make sense when they eventually have to beat him and also not
1: only have to beat him have to beat thousands of him like are they each individually super powerful or are they only powerful as a group and like you have to decide that because yeah we have to watch, like, our Avengers eventually fight him. And, like, I don't want it to be a million versions of our Avengers either. Like, 10,000 of each of them. That's not fun. So, you're going to choose one. Like, what I think what they should probably do, if, if it was me, I would choose one that, like, obliterates the rest of them. And it's like, I'm so powerful, I can beat every Kang. And that's how powerful I am and then the avengers have to beat
0: him i think it's going to be this one i don't think he's dead then how would he get beaten by ants <laughs> this is well what is this a sender for ants you, <laughs> you well look, listen you bring up a good point but i would do i do want to talk about that scene um i was thinking about it too i was like also kind of like ugh in the theater like yeah he's going to be beaten by ants but it's also they do they've done this a lot in people have that criticism a lot it's like oh that that was too easy for them to be beat like they're supposed to be super powerful a few examples i can think of are well i we always make a star wars connection with order 66 like a lot of my friends when they first watch the prequels are like i just can't believe that like jedi masters like were taken down by a bunch of clones and then in the clone wars when uh they show you in tales of the jedi actually that anakin like had to train ahsoka brutally for a while to be able to withstand that because I think it's just a sheer numbers thing. Like, yeah, you could be the most powerful being in the world, but if millions of ants are like attacking you, then what are you gonna do? Uh, Which I know it's like he's supposed to be Kang the Conqueror or whatever, but also it's kind of like I'm glad that the ants had something to do in this movie, to be honest. I'm glad that
1: the ants had something to do too. I was worried they were just gonna forget about them. Yeah. But I don't know. It just makes him less intimidating that he was beaten by the Ant fam with no repercussions.
0: I don't think he should have been beat, to be honest. I think that he should have escaped and we should, and we, and, and he the ant family should have been Scott trapped. <laughs> that too.
1: I think he should have killed Scott Lang. Why do we need Ant Man anymore?
0: <laughs> I mean, he we can't go out We have two people his... with the same powers as him. I guess you could, you could have Wasp going forward, but you can't like have Ant Man die in his third movie. He's got to, like, Why not? be there. I feel like he's got to. Sacrifice himself. I in think it's almost more fitting for someone to die in their own movie than an Avengers movie. But he's been so integral to like the rest of the Avengers. You don't think that? Not um, really. He just like to... helped them
1: find time travel and stuff.
0: I feel like that's. <laughs> and and Look, I don't, know. Have happened I don't know. We that. have so many Avengers
1: at this point. Like, you got to start killing them off in meaningful ways. And we have three people with the same powers as that Man now. We don't need all three of them. Like, you can pass the torch to someone else now, which you've tried to do with so many other characters. And sometimes I feel like it's more fitting to kill a character in their own movie than in an Avengers movie that serves however many characters. This would have been a great way for Scott to sacrifice himself for the Wasp and Cassie and show how powerful Kang is. They should have killed him.
0: But you don't think... So part of what I think made Thanos so effective is that you had that connection with him and Tony Stark that Tony Stark was the one that was like we he knew something was coming and was like plagued by it for a while they like if anybody was like his mortal enemy it was iron man thanos vice versa i feel like if anybody's going to be that for kang it's ant-man now like ant-man mans not one. the leader of the avengers or anything anyway like you think nobody needs to be the leader of future avengers movies but don't you think it makes it more meaningful for the villain rather than just like all of the villain all the avengers like Want to take him down just because he's evil, rather than like one of them have kind of having like a very personal. What about like, two of them, the it?
1: Wasp and Cassie, having beef with him because they killed Scott because he killed Scott.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I guess so.
1: <laughs> that will be better. you make a fair I don't you make think, a fair point. I I, I think fully. Scott should have
0: died. I like they they should have went there. Sometimes we need the superhero movies to go there. We do. I mean. When when it's more, I'm more upset that they escaped the quantum realm rather than that they didn't die. Yeah,
1: or 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 leave them in the quantum
0: realm forever. That's a forever.
1: (laughs) 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 Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just think there should have been like more Kang powerhouse scenes. Like one, he was only shooting; he was shooting one beam at a time. How the hell did this guy destroy worlds? Let's see. Let's see him punch the ground. Everyone gets obliterated kill every side character we met in this movie the movie that's fine. end. we're the never gonna, gonna see them then. again <clears throat> no kill all the side characters and then maybe kill one or two of the main characters too like have them destroy worlds he destroyed no one he destroyed what beamhead guy
0: yeah I mean that's ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous. Um, I, I do I do think <clears throat> there's a middle ground that they didn't hit you know, if he's super powerful, he's shooting be- – I think even in the final battle, he's shooting beams at, like, the minions and the rubble group, and they're just kind of, like, falling over. Like, have them fucking explode when he shoots beams at the to show. Like, holy shit, like, you don't want to get hit by this guy. You yeah. know? Like, I feel – I don't know. I do agree that there's a middle ground that they haven't quite found yet where they're either playing it too safe or they're making a big, bold choice, um, which is very rare when they do make a big, bold choice. I feel like the only Marvel movies that have honestly surprised me have been the Avengers movies and the Guardians movies. I feel like those are the ones that make, have made the big, bold choices recently. Yeah, And this one tried to go bold. And like I said, I don't all even know cons- what the Guardians ones have. Oh, definitely. They kill off the most characters besides the Avengers movies. Who? Oh. I mean, Yondu? They sac- Yondu, Groot. Um, mm. But Groot comes back but it's like it still you still have an movie. you still have the emotional weight you know i guess i guess i guess um, but again, but again this movie tried to be bold and i think starting out when we heard of all these concepts i th- i was like that makes sense that's really clever that's awesome it, you all the anime movies while they were street level everything was kind of always progressing more into the quantum realm the first movie he's in it yeah, for the right. end of the movie second movie they're going into the quantum realm this one for like a ghost.
1: Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> She's not as bad of a villain now that I rewatched that Man, it the hurts. <laughs> No, it was it, progressing it, more to the quantum. realm. I like that they spent the whole movie in the quantum realm. Very cool. Don't you think that were you shocked in the beginning of the movie? Like literally ten minutes into it, they were already getting sucked into the quantum realm. I was like, I oh, thought it was gonna my be my earlier, God. honestly. Really? I,
1: I knew the whole movie was gonna happen in
0: the quantum realm. It had to I figured, but it had to. Yeah. Um, yeah, it had to. I, I don't know, but I I think that makes sense. Good concept. Um, I agree. two. I think I think kind of a minor detail, but I think it kind of connects to all of Phase Four and Phase Five is they're doing really cool stuff, like being like, all right, the Infinity Saga is done. Let's do like really weird, really cool comic booky stuff that we. Never had the chance to do. Um, case in point, bringing a, a weird ass character like Modoc into the movie. Like, mm. I hate that this got spoiled for us before. It's got spoiled for me like yeah, m- years know. before the movie came out that Darren Collins' jacket was going to be. Yeah. That's awesome. That is so, that is such a cool way to bring things back full circle from the first movie. But the execution was just like so blah. Like, I feel like they have all these really cool concepts and then they're just like, we got to just do it. Yeah. Hey, Scott, you're my arch
1: nemesis. (laughs) I have a square head that looks like George Lopez in Sharkboy and Lava Girl. (laughs) It was so weird. Um, Before we move forward from Kane, though, Jonathan Majors killed it. He was so intimidating. He was. Oh, he was amazing. The acting was amazing on Jonathan Majors' part. Amazing. But character should have done more had more consequences anyway modok i like that they made that they changed it up from the comics and it was darren but the execution was weird like he was very much a comic relief character and like are we forgetting that he's the main villain of one of the marvel movies like he's literally the main villain of a one and then he's now like a cgi head that looks odd and like there's no intimidating voice to it. It's like immediately like, Hey, I'm Darren.
0: Yeah. It, it, it was very weird. weird. In a, in certain points of the movie, like when he gets really like, Modoc is supposed to be like freaking out of his mind, like so egotistical and just like a freak, like can't control his anger. Like there were moments where he like screamed at, was screaming at them. He's like, I'm a killing machine. Like I'm the most powerful. Wa-. I was like, okay, that like that's Modoc." But like when he's like doing his normal voice and he was like, Hey Scott, i'm there and like you know like, like there was no scary
1: voice and like he's yeah. so easily convinced to their the good side like don't be a dick
0: maybe they should have told him that in the first anime movie. That, that was the that was the worst part of the movie yeah. like i was not that i Monarch is a very hard character i'm giving them the benefit of the doubt like yeah hit the cgi was weird but like it's very hard to bring a character like that and make it look good mm-hmm. in a movie you know, he's a very, very strange character to begin with just in the comics. Um, so I was like not that sour on him for most of the movie. And then that whole ending where he's just like, don't be a dick. And then he's like, okay, I'm an Avenger now. Was just kind of like left a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> I love
1: this oh, little well. booty.
0: <laughs> yeah, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, but, like, I completely agree. Like, don't be a dick is like such a bad redemption for a villain.
0: I feel like there could have been there was a missed opportunity to have it not like the opposite of a love triangle like like but for people who are fighting what's what is that called for that a hate triangle like between ant between ant-man modok and kang like modok could have had his own motivations to maybe like get one up on kang or like he didn't actually kill anyone he's the mechanized organism designed only for killing the dude didn't kill anybody the whole
1: movie yeah that's so true And he didn't look too good.
0: No. His entrance was dope. Like, I I was, like, kind of getting chills in the beginning of the movie when they were like, oh, he sent the hunter after him. Like, someone who, like, landed here. Like, is more machine than man. Like, it was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that was cool. But all in all, like, he was more of a comic relief character. And I don't see his comedy was some of the the main comedy that hit in the movie. But I don't know. I don't know if that made an effective arc for mr darren
0: no it's 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 what i'm trying to like they were there were so many good um uh pieces of the foundation of this movie all right we're gonna go further into into the quantum realm let's have ant-man let's introduce our main saga villain in an ant-man movie and make it super weird and crazy like turn the dial up to 100 let's bring back darren cross as modok let's Harp down on the fact that Scott has lost a lot of time with Cassie, which I feel like is a big thread line throughout all the Ant Man movies. But is it's like never he really wants resolved. to be a good dad. It's not, but that's what I'm saying. Is like it's a good it's foundation so for this movie. And then I feel like they went too hard on like let's make the quantum realm weird, like Star Wars. Like it felt very Star Warsy at certain points. It was like let's have a like a cantina and let's make them like, oh yeah fly on beings and have like a rebel group and have people like. I I don't know. Yeah, it and just it was felt all rough. Like they were going too 100%. hard on that stuff.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I, I when it comes to the quantum realm, like I like that they spent the whole movie in the quantum realm. At times, it felt like let's just throw weird things at you. Oh, a guy who looks like broccoli. There we go. Like yeah. all the, like all these living creatures. Like MacGuffin. Oh, drink the goo, and w- then you could speak to everyone. Like as much as I thought drink the goo was funny, like just that paired with everything that was going on around was like. Okay, they're just trying to be weird here. Like, okay, they're trying to make a comic booky. like, I get it, but it was a little too weird. Like, it was hard to, like, really picture yourself in that world and, like, really want to go there. Um, so that was that was not my favorite part about the movie. I like that they spent the whole time there. I like that they went for it, and I respect them for going for it. But at times it was like, this might be a little too too much.
0: Yeah, it's just like why are we spending so much time on the goo when we could be spending more time like Yeah f- further developing Modoc or like getting more about Kang's backstory and stuff like that, you know?
1: I think they wanted to build up the whole rebellion thing too really badly and it was like I don't really care that much about this rebellion in this world that I'm not invested to invested in. And also yeah. with the Amman and Cassie thing, like I feel like they could have made it like a nice coming of age story, like Spider Man, almost like Spider Man Homecoming. It's like Iron Man takes the suit away, and then like doesn't want him to have the suit, and then in the end he earns the suit. Like Cassie, it's just like, oh, she has the suit, and then he teaches her a little bit, and then at the end it's like, oh, she uses it a little bit, but like, does he care that she still went to prison? Does he like? Is, does he still not want her to have a suit? Like they didn't really resolve the father daughter conflict all that much either like i i liked i think they drove home the scott Cassie relationship well and i I think there was like good ground to stand on especially like he missed so much of her life it would have been cool if they explored that a little bit more like they have a lot of moments where they're like at the end it's like i love you so much dad but like i never felt throughout the movie that they really lost the love for each other so when they like at the end they're like oh i love you so much and like i'm happy where everything's great like it never felt like anything was earned
0: yeah, I mean, I feel like Kang kind of mentioned that as a threat and kind of mentioned that, like, oh, you've lost a lot of time, and then it was kind of glossed right over. You know? And he never uses his time powers either. Do you think it's connected to, like, that level of time power? So it's probably he needs, like, his multiversal engine. Then why'd he threaten to make him relive the moment for, like, that he
1: kills her for forever? Could, could be like, an empty oh. threat. I don't think Kang's an empty threat guy. I think that was kind of the point. That was weird, too. Like, Kang has all these, like, crazy time powers. Like, we've seen the Time Stone before and how that's used. They, like, didn't go into how Kang's time powers is used. Like, he can Kylo Ren freeze people. And, like, he says he can make them relive moments. But, like,
0: we don't see any of it. I mean, it, it's kind of ties to the end where they're like Cassie's like giving the call to the rebels. Like he knows he can't take us all. Like I think that's what what I was meaning. Like an empty threat. Like I'm sure he can do it, but like I don't know if he but like he has the ability it. to. Yeah, I mean, like they they don't have enough time in these kinds of movies. It's I feel like this movie could have been two movies to be honest. Um, he should have won the first one, and then they should have done another one. Also, why did. This is jumping around a little bit, but why did the Dynasty of Kangs banish him to the quantum realm in the ship that could get him out of the quantum realm? It made no sense.
1: (laughs) Made no sense. And, like, they went for the typical, like, oh, my God, I touched it and I could see his thoughts at the typical plot point.
0: Yeah, yo. All right. So rewatching Ant-Man and the Wasp made me realize that they kind of, like, dropped. They clearly, like left turned um from stuff they were setting up in ant-man and the wasp i feel like ant-man and the wasp they were clearly setting up janet coming back from the quantum realm as like an x-men x-gene thing because she's like talking to hank about how oh this place is like much different than we thought it's one it's one thing is it adaptation but it's just like the next stage in human evolution and she has these powers that she can heal ghosts. oh true and like she, does, she just doesn't have those powers anymore like I don't know. Like, I I feel like they kind of like just dropped that. They definitely
1: dropped that. I didn't even think
0: about that. Yeah. I feel like they, it was, I think what happened is the director was was like, I want
1: Ant-Man to be a Avengers level threat movie. And they were like, okay.
0: But I don't have a, I don't have a problem with that. I thought that was really cool. I was like, it's about time that Ant-Man. Yeah. I don't disagree, but like they were like, okay, we're going to put Kang on Ant-Man and that's what it's going to be about. I think I, but I, but I like that though. And I almost, Yeah, but I'm so almost still continue like, the story that you were laying out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's it, That's why I'm saying, like, it could have been two movies. I could have had, like, honestly, give me a Kang movie. I feel like you could have made a whole movie about ha- him getting banished and stuff. Because, one, I feel like we're not going to have enough time to address that in um, Avengers 5. So why not do, like, a whole freaking Kang movie and then do Ant-Man 3? Which I know they would have never done, but that would have been really cool. Um, I honestly didn't expect them to go so deep into Kang's lore in this movie that's like what made it so enjoyable for me because not only were we getting that direction of where this is going but we basically got an origin story for him and I didn't yeah. expect him to go that hard in giving us that many details
1: yeah I completely agree like Kang was Kang was the best part of the movie for sure I just wish he had more repercussions, but, like, Kang's backstory was good. Kang explaining the whole timeline thing is good. I, I like, really want to know where this Kang fits in with the Kang, like, the uh, he who remains from Loki and, like, the guy who comes after him that we know isn't going to be in Loki season two. Like, is this the same Kang that's going to rule the TVA from now on? But is it before that? Is it after that? I want to see all that. Um, So I like that it's, like... It mystified that a little bit more, which I liked. You know, I like mystification. Um, I just wish there was more repercussions with Kang. Like,
0: if the Ant fam can beat him, I'm not really that scared that the
1: Avengers can't.
0: Well, now it's the kind of thing where it's like the Ants beating Kang. It's like, what do you do when there's thousands to millions of so, Kangs so, coming at the Avengers all at the same time?
1: So is the... You know how all the Avengers movie has, like, they have armies that are disposable. Is the disposable army going to be all just different versions of Kang?
0: I guess Like, so, that's so uh, dumb.
1: <laughs> like, if they can kill each version of him so quickly, like, that's so dumb. I kind of hope what I want is, like, one Kang or a few Kangs, like, takes over the dynasty of Kangs, like, enslaves or, like, puts them all in prison or kills them all, and then
0: that's the Kang we have to deal with. I want one I th- Kang. I think they're go- they're going to be bombarded with the the dynasty of Kangs in Avengers five and in the movie it's going to be revealed this Kang the Conqueror actually didn't die he's going to kill the rest of the dynasty and he's going to be the one they got to deal with in secret wars hmm. I want to know how that deals with he who remains too what do you mean I think I had the answers because I texted you last night after I watched. Right, the maybe we have canal, to discuss
1: you know? this in the post-credit scene one. And we—I feel like we haven't addressed so much stuff in the movie. I know. Let's let,
0: all right. Let's let's get everything done, and then we'll talk post-credit scenes and right, wider and stuff Kang, and future counts. All right. Yes. Yeah. Um, Wasp
1: sidelined. Yeah. Why definitely. is it called Ant Man and the Wasp? We had like three lines of dialogue.
0: She's got really cool powers, like arguably cooler powers than Ant Man. Like, she does. I'd. I'd rather like have the wasp points and the wasp things than be able to like be giant man. You know, yeah. I don't know about you. Um, and fly. And I think that's another thing that made the first a two Ant Man movies. Woman. I thought about that today. I was like, why? <laughs> why can I have a giant wasp lady? Like, yeah. I don't know, but um, well, I think that's another thing. The first mm-hmm. Ant Man movies did really. The first two Ant Man movies did really well. Is that because of that ground in nature, you were able to use their powers in really unique in cool ways. And there were cool fight scenes. Whereas if you have this crazy lands, like the quantum realm, everything is just like a CGI, yeah. like vomit fest. Point. And like their powers, like just kind of don't seem that unique in comparison.
1: You know, that's a hundred percent true. That's a great point. Like there really was no uniqueness of the, uh, the bigger and smaller. Like it was just some fighting people sometimes, like even scenes like when Cassie and Ammon were both large and they hugged, that was like, are they still supposed to be large? Yeah, like, you couldn't tell. I was like, "Are they still big?" And they were like, "Whoa, we love to eat citrus." I was like, "What are you talking about?"
0: Well, that's Ant Man always says that. I know, like...
1: but it was like I thought they were like supposed to be big, and I was like, "This is really weird." Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, there, the shrinking and. Enlarging powers were, like, not that big of a part of this movie. They were just kind of, like, action stars. And, like, they would drink and get bigger sometimes. But, like, not... It wasn't, like, used in super original ways. And, like, not to get back to Kang. But, like, the whole, like, core thing. They, like, had to use the pin particles to, like, shrink the core back. But, like, she kind of, like like, Janet exploded it the first time around. It was, like creating a whole like universe within it and then they just shrunk it and it was fine again like made no sense it was very MacGuffin filled this movie
0: definitely like a lot of like either there's a thing you need to do to be able to do this or there's an object here like they weren't all like object MacGuffins, but there was a lot of like if you go into this place then like um, you, there's different probabilities like are gonna pop out of you, oh, or like if same. you <laughs> do this thing, then like you need to drink the goo to understand these people. Like it was like so much Star Wars isms in this movie, where it was just like oh and convenience like, isms. Yeah,
1: let's talk about the probability scene before we get <laughs> to the, all the other conveniences. Yeah, how do you feel about the probability scene?
0: I feel like, <laughs> I mean, we talked about it. Uh, over text it's literally an episode of rick and morty there's an episode of rick yeah. and morty where they dilate time and the more they doubt themselves or don't think as a unified person it splits into a different like probability this whole movie was a rick and Mortyism. they used the, the same Dead writers yeah
1: yeah but like everything was very rick and morty-esque
0: well the council Kangs like marvel did it first before rick and morty did. i
1: it. know but like it seems very similar like oh it's just weird different versions of kang and the probabilities is one of them and the whole quantum realm it's like oh this realm beneath everything that's outside of time and like we can't really explain it but like that's something that
0: i feel like the mechanics and the lore will not were not explained well but like they very little details like again when i was watching ant-man and the wasp today like there's a point when hank is going to rescue janet They have to go past the quantum void to really like enter the actual quantum realm that we see in this movie, which in my mind is like, okay, maybe that's why Ant-Man can't just like grow out of there like he did in the first movie because they're in the quantum void, not in like the thing before the quantum realm you know what i mean
1: oh, before we let me talk about the probabilities before we even okay get sorry I how am, the getting hell all the place. how the hell was a past version of him in there with Bass and robbins that made no comedy, sense. comedy. it was cute <laughs> cute whatever and like also is the scott we got at the end still the same version of the original scott or is it a different probability who knows um and like I don't know, it was weird that they like both just like decided to lead at the same time. But it was cute that they're all the Amaz were working towards the same goal of Cassie. I like that moment. But anyway, weird that they just shrunk it, and it was fine. And then Kang was like, "Oh, no deal now, no deal, Howie," as I as I like to say. Um, and then what was the other thing? Oh, the quantum realm. No sense. Never makes any sense. The time thing, like at least Narnia and me. And be like, time goes faster here or time goes slower here. But the Quantum Realm is like, Jenna was in here for 30 years. Seems like she felt like she was in there for 30 years. And 30 years went by on the outside. Scott Lang. Five hours went by in the Quantum Realm. Five years went by outside the Quantum Realm. The Ants. 10, what was 10,000 years went by? 10,000 years of evolution went by? Compared to, yeah. what, a day? Two other people who were in the quantum realm also. The time does not make sense. Like, it's just whatever is convenient. And what if pre- Scott Lang ended up in the 10,000 one? Would Cassie be meeting up with his 10 thousand year younger ancestor like what if they just fell where the ants fell like they don't explain how the different levels of the quantum realm work like why did it seem like janet was janet and kang when they first met were like in the void same where scott was when he was like trapped in endgame and then like they easily find people when they fall into the quantum realm this time
0: it's a it's another thing that you just reminded me of is this movie makes the quantum realm feel so small because it feels like they could just travel to the under other end of it in a few minutes whereas ant-man and the wasp they made it such a big deal that like if you miss your window by like the slightest fraction the coordinates of the quantum realm like change immediately they had to like find the exact moment to find janet otherwise they weren't going to find her you know so i feel like that was thrown out the window for this movie yeah. um and i was going to provide I, an explanation answer, but That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The ants like Excuse me. (laughs) What's going (laughs) on? (laughs) I have a question. Excuse me. (laughs) I always question. Is this Quantum Realm? Is this Quantum (laughs) Void? (laughs) It made no sense. Yeah, like I it's that, like the whole passage of time thing, and I was super confused at the beginning of the movie, like in the end of the first Ant-Man movie, Scott literally just grows himself out of there. You know? Like, he puts the glowy thing in his that. regulator. He, he puts it in his regulator, and then he's just like, oh, I'm out. And then... Oh, that's so dumb. I was like, why couldn't they do that in this movie? But I'm like, is it because they're past the quantum void? I feel like all it would have taken is, like, one line in the script. and like- The whole
1: time, I was like, <laughs> why can't they just make themselves bigger again? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like giant had pen particles the whole time. It's valid, right? It's a valid concern. Um, I guess like – I think once
1: you get, get that low, you can't get out of it. But I kind of forgot that Scott got out of it by just enlarging himself.
0: Yeah. But that's – th- like in that version of Quantum Realm, it was like the trippy like shapes things and like – but in this version of Quantum Realm like feels like an actual planet universe. So that's why I feel like maybe it's a deeper version where rules are different. But just establish those rules rather than like Yeah spending Maybe five minutes to talk he didn't about drink the goo. That, that's, it's, stop spending fifteen minutes talking about goo and rebels and give a uh, Cheaty from the Good Place a better role than. Oh my this god, movie. I love Cheaty from the Good Place though. When he came on screen, I was like, Oh my god, it's Chidi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um I don't know. I, I feel like there was again there were there were a lot of things i really liked i thought it was like really cool concept overall mainly kang was the stuff that i liked but i was so excited for everything that they were setting up here especially one thing that i forgot um another really smart move to connect to tam and the wasp is i thought it was such a cool idea that janet is the one that kind of sabotaged kang and janet knew kang thought that was really really cool idea but I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't really like hit in the way that it should have. And I feel like it's because they spent a lot of time making the quantum realm, like the weirdest thing we've ever seen rather than like adding those few extra moments in there that would have given it higher stakes and just made it it make more sense.
1: Yeah. Maybe give her like a few lines about Kang and not about having sex with Bill Murray. Yeah, like, like that was word. such an unnecessary plot point <laughs> and so also weird. like why are you not telling your family like the whole I will say this movie like two characters that I wanted to like but just like couldn't really get there were Janet like just tell them like at this point tell them you've had so many chances to tell them like she's walking she's like no no no, no I'll tell you later No, no 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 I'll tell you later so annoying <laughs> and then cassie i don't i can't explain
0: why but cassie was just annoying cassie was annoying um i like janet in this movie actually though i liked her role i thought michelle oh, pfeiffer like, I, I liked her too was really but great. like she wasn't she come on just tell them you, you know who was useful useless in this movie was hank hank did nothing in he this got movie the ants. except call the ant yeah he called the ants but like i feel like he was just kind of like along for the ride like oh there's some like you said oh there's a broccoli man over there oh like i i had went on a date with this woman once like he's supposed to be one of the smartest scientists in the mcu like do something bro you you studied the quantum realm for years
1: all I right know. all right how are we in the third ant-man movie and the mentor figure comes out scot-free of all three, i don't know he should be nice, long nice pun. dead scot-free oh wow
0: look at me didn't even mean that um he should be three movies dead (laughs) you see his uh michael douglas's comment on if he would return for ant-man 4 what'd he say he's like he's like as long as they kill me (laughs) (laughs) he should have been dead three movies ago he's the mentor figure not three movies ago i mean he needed to save his wife in ant-man and the wasp he should no hope could have done that without him but you need hope on the outside. Like.
1: We 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 didn't need Hank Pym as a Paul in any of the Ant Man movies. He could have been dead <laughs> You years hate before Ant Man won. He's so annoying. He should have been long dead. He's the mentor figure. We all know this. This is a movie trope I I subscribe to.
0: Kill the mentor figure. It works every time. Is he even the mentor figure anymore, though? It's past that point. <laughs> Ugh. Then kill the main figure. Kill Scott. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, Someone's I mean, got to die. Someone should have died. Someone should have died. Definitely.
1: Maybe hope. Kill fun. She was barely in this movie anyway. Kill <laughs> Cassie. Know, like,
0: I was. That I that was gonna say bad. that, but I, I don't know that. that would have been, been
1: too sad. That been, you don't bad. kill the
0: daughter. We all know that. No. Oh man, but. Oh, I don't know, man. That was terrible. Sorry. <laughs> oh my god, no. Oh uh, no. <laughs> you just negated your really good pun. <laughs> yeah. It cancels out. Yeah, I it's it's really I I like still don't know how I feel about this movie. I feel like I need to see it again. Um, because again, I'm really excited about the direction. I'm I'm really excited about Kang mostly. Even though I feel like like we said, we would have changed some things in this movie the way that they're differentiating how they're building him up and developing him compared to Thanos is getting me like so excited. Like he, if they keep building him the way that they built him in this movie and throughout the Loki series, he might even surpass Thanos like to be a better villain in the end, in my mind. like.
1: So I don't know, you're like you're not, con- you're not convinced. I think Jonathan Majors is so good. Like, I think he's the actor to play this character who has so many different versions of him, right? But it does, like... If you can just kill off a version and there's a thousand other versions, it takes away from the gravity of the situation. So it's like... I'm still not sure what Kang is going to be in the future. I think it might be this Kang. But, like he was beaten by the other Kangs at some point in his story, like, I don't know. I, I don't think they've convinced me on, like, the direction of... Like, you gotta. You know I hate the multiverse. Lock down the version of Kang you want to be the villain. Or the versions, the few versions, like, that you want to be the villain. If it's just, like, we throw away one and we get a thousand others, takes away from the stakes, like... If this one ever comes back, this one got beat by Ant-Man, it's just another Kang in the future, come on. Like, get I don't, real. I don't know, though, Or if, if it's, t- like, connect him to he who remains, or be like, there's a thousand versions of this guy. He's super powerful. And he's a big bad. Like, they really haven't given much. Like, each version of him has been very compelling, But until you lock down the versions of him that you're going to use and like what they mean, why each individual version is powerful rather than just like, oh, this guy's super powerful. There's 10,000 versions of him. That's not enough for me. You got to really start to lock it down.
0: I think you got I think you got to you got to give it time. I mean, it's only been it's his first movie that he's in. And like the post credit scene, like I'm sure they're going to explain like rama tut and immortus and the scarlet century and the three that we saw like
1: give but they looked patience. so dumb and sounded so dumb.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know what i mean i don't know like i need I, uh, a little bit more like thanos was one guy you had to defeat one guy and actually it ended up eventually becoming two guys that started as the same guy but like it wasn't like Oh, if you defeat this one, there's just 10,000 more, so they're powerful. Like, I don't want the Kangs to become the Chitauri, where there's 10,000 of them.
0: Right, but I think – I don't think that necessarily lowers the stakes, because if you think about it, then, like Thanos, he's inevitable. Like, no matter what, Kang is always going to win, because at the end of time, there will always be a Kang that will – that will win but you know they're going to defeat him at
1: some point so you have to like
0: right but it's that's the the whole thing
1: he's so connected to time and the multiverse that they haven't locked down too
0: but i have answers about that after watching loki uh Mm, the finale. um but that's what creates the stakes is because how the hell can they beat this guy if he's always fated to be the one at the end who eventually one of them is gonna end up ruling time
1: well then they have to think of a really original way to beat him yeah that involves time travel multiverses that actually addresses time travel and multiverses. It isn't it's, just like, "Oh yeah,
0: we punched him. I we had you, ants on him. I bet I bet you so much money that the inventive air quote way of beating him is, "Let's restructure the timeline the way we want to do it.
1: That's what it's going to be. And you think it's going to be like, let's just include whatever characters and actors we want."
0: That, I don't know. I, I don't know if they'll if they'll do that, but that's the way it's gonna happen in my mind. I got that's so excellent of them. <laughs> it is.
1: I hate that. I hate that. It's so messy.
0: I'm, but how how do you how do you beat a guy like this, like, and how do you make it so that he's not so OP that it's just like all right, the, how is there even a movie right now? I think that is a t- a tall task.
1: It is a tall task. I think you have one Kang who's not against the Avengers. He's against the Dynasty of Kangs. And he obliterates all of them. Whether that be... this Kang. This Kang. Whether that be eventual he who remains. Whether that be the same person that this Kang eventually becomes he who remains. Give me that story. Give me a compelling Kang. Like one compelling Kang. And be like, this is the guy. And then... He destroys all the other Kangs, and he's like, "I own the timeline. I own all of you. I
0: have control over all of them. You have to defeat me. That's how you do it." I got news for you, buddy. That's probably what's going to happen. That's like the story of Secret Wars in the comics. That should be what happens. You I'm think? With s- it. You think
1: he? Well, we'll get to he who remains versus this guy.
0: But I think this guy's not dead. I think he's, I don't think this guy's dead either, but he got beat by Ants. Did he get beat though, or did they make him more powerful? Maybe he's like, Come on, bro- he wanted to get out of there, he
1: was fighting he- for his life to get out of there. He was like half shortlist, like running towards the portal, like, Where's my clothes?
0: But maybe he's like stewing in his little multiverse engine, just like, Oh, you're mad. <laughs> But he got beat by ants and the ant fam, so I'm not not that scared of him anymore. All right, but I get get that's a valid criticism, but also, like, bringing the Star Wars logic to it, too. Like, would you apply the same to Order 66 and say, yeah, "Why, why did the most powerful Jedi, like, get beaten by clone troopers? None of the most
1: powerful Jedi did.
0: All the most powerful
1: Jedi survived,
0: But Ahsoka only survived that because Anakin, like, brutally trained her. Otherwise, like there's no shot. Like if you have like 50 yeah, clones surrounding you, like blasting you. What they're are you clones. They're not aunts. But still the aunts were like, <laughs> 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 the aunts <laughs> had evolved after 10,000 years and were super smart, according to Hank.
1: Do you know how many universes <laughs> I've destroyed? Do you know how many Avengers I've killed within minutes is getting bodied by ants? You tell me this man took on multiple Avengers across universes and then the aunts come in and destroy him, that's not intimidating.
0: I'm not disagreeing, but I'm also saying, like, what else are they going to do Like in that situation? I don't know. Kill
1: Scott Lang!
0: (laughs) (laughs) That wouldn't have stopped the aunts.
1: (laughs) You don't need the aunts to attack him. Have (laughs) the aunts decimate his whole army and then he fights Scott Lang, kills him, but the portal gets closed on him. Everyone else escapes. Okay. That's what you do. With a bad villain, everyone can escape at most.
0: Can we talk about how I want to go back to the line <laughs> that you said? i you know how many Avengers I've killed. Um are my oh, favorite yeah. line in the movie. Makes oh, the most. best line in the movie. Are you you're an Avenger? Have I killed you before? Oh my people goodness. going nuts for that line do on yeah. That's, yeah. Sick. that's so cool oh my god he's so it like it doesn't make sense why would he <laughs> the ask? man is standing right there he's standing right in front of you how the hell would he know if he kill? he's been killed before Killed <laughs> oh you god. before?
1: honestly i kind of loved the line more when he was like dude how many universes i've just dis- destroyed how many avengers i've killed because it's more like a statement i'm not asking you if i've killed you before
0: it, it the line would have been yeah exactly and the line would have been just fine if they just kept it to the portion where he's just like they all, all the Avengers blur together at some point. Like, are you the one with the hammer? And then be like, I've killed plenty of you, you before. Yeah. That's all you need to say. Not
1: have I killed you before. What a dumb line. That might be the worst line of all time. Yeah.
0: Plus he he claims to know so much about Scott and how he's lost a lot of time. Like Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. And also like
1: never offers him time anyway. He's like, I, I have what you need. Time never offers him time yeah
0: <laughs> like what are you talking about that's bro? what I'm they, i feel like that was a misdirect in the trailer it seemed like in the trailer like that's what he was going to offer which by the way is that just how every kang version of kang is going to try to get someone to their side that's what he who remains did to loki and sylvie that's what this kang did to i'll Dan offer and... you something time and then all he offers him is not to kill his
1: daughter that's not time I guess they're just gonna all offer time. They're gonna be like, "I'll offer you time," but then they're just gonna lie about it. I kind of wish they weren't liars. Like, I kind of like.
0: I I kind of truthful,
1: ethical (laughs) super villains. I kind of think that the this Kang meant it when he said he wasn't gonna destroy Janet's universe. He was like, "If like, if you help me, I won't. I won't destroy your universe." Maybe. I like. I like to think it. I like to think he's a man of his word. I don't know. I guess not, though.
0: I think he... at that point, maybe. But overall, now, I don't know.
1: It's just it's like, oh, not... right, I'm going to kill Cassie. And then he like does what Kang asked. And he's like, oh, oh, I'm still going to kill Cassie.
0: <laughs> Great Jonathan Major. I sound friend, just man. like him. <laughs> I love the moment when uh, Janet fixes his ship. And she's like, what are you gonna do now? And he just goes win. And then like his whole suit like forms around him. Yeah, that's cool. That's such a cool moment.
1: That is cool. But it is annoying that she just like read his mind by touching the thing. Yeah. I mean and then like destroys it, but he still has his
0: suit. It was all MacGuffined. Does she have still have her weird mutant quantum realm powers? They didn't know at all. I don't know.
1: It hurts. It
0: always hurts. You know what else I thought was a really weird moment? It's like definitely isn't, but when the big flying creature comes down for them, to, she's like, I, I got us a ride. And Janet just like walks over and looks at him and pats him and goes, He's friendly. <laughs> I'm like, He's okay. He's friendly. I don't know. I thought it was super weird. Um, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was super weird.
0: <laughs> what did you think about the whole ending like um like it mirrored the whole like scott voiceover thing and then he like pauses and he's like but we did defeat him right like and then he was like "Ah, but it's probably fine like did you like that or i feel like i was maybe i was was just going into it with preconceived notions like i expected this movie to end with ant-man being like going to warn people about him like i thought like I get Again, yeah. I guess it's supposed to be played for comedy, but I fully expected him to be kind of like the Bruce Banner in Infinity War where he went to warn Doctor Strange like Thanos is coming. Where well, Anna I think it's too soon like... for that.
1: Yeah? I think it's too soon to really be warning people about Kang. I, 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 guess I, I don't, don't love that him. it's... I don't like that Scott's strutting down the street because Scott should be long dead at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... I don't know. I I think it like kind of addressed things, but didn't address things. But I think that's the point coming out of the movie, right? Is like what character is going to be the main one? Like, is he still a threat? I think that's supposed to be the questions you're asking. So I like don't mind it all that much. Hmm. And it's probably not going to be fine.
0: Yeah, I don't think it will. I just like I expected him to have a little bit more urgency, you know, rather than just be like, it'll probably be fine.
1: Yeah, and they like talk about all of his versions. Maybe he's like, let's find, this f- let's find where this, the version comes from in this universe. That'd be my first go-to thing. I'm in this universe. There's got to be a Kang here.
0: Yeah, I wonder why they didn't like, that would have been that's really smart. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Like, uh, we've time traveled before. Let's time travel into the future and figure out when Kang is so we can anticipate it. That's what I would have done.
0: Yeah, can't they easily rebuild the time gate that they did? Hell yeah. To have like unlimited pin particles. They have teenagers building Iron Man suits in their garages. And teenagers building quantum maps and stuff. How do you feel about that, that
1: Cassie's like a genius now? Everyone's a freaking genius in the universe. Yeah. She's just so annoying. But quantum.
0: Oh my god, I thought that was weird too. I'm so glad. (laughs) It's it's like a two-ray radio, but (laughs) (laughs) why do we find joy in like the most my my new like normal sentences
1: that people speak i don't know Uh, it was just so annoying i think i think we just both have the same mind so we both find the same things annoying true 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 (laughs)
0: um okay going past the ending um yeah ant-man and hope should have been trapped or died kang should have won um Hank should have died. Many people should have died in this movie. Honestly, uh, the whole Ant fan.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I would have been fine with anywhere from one to every single one of them dying.
0: I would have been really, actually, the more I think about it, fine with Hope surviving and, and the rest of it. Yeah, movie. me too. You called this movie Ant-Man and the Wasp for what? She did nothing. Give her the spotlight. The only spotlight she had was that her suit was fire in this movie yeah she, lost, such she looked. such a good, good. Suit. she looked good yeah and she like
1: went into the probability thing and was like scott 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 and then she like came out of the portal at the end and she was just like ah.
0: <laughs> that i don't remember bro <laughs>
1: <laughs> like when she came out of the portal the save <laughs> air and they like zoomed in on her face so oddly <laughs> I
0: have to go watch the movie again. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But she came out and they just like clearly zoomed in on her face, and she was like smiling, like "I got you, Kang." Like, no, you just put yourself back in the presence of Kang the Conqueror. You should not be <laughs> smiling about that girl.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> you know what? You know what's a actually a, a good testament that I forgot to mention earlier. Good testament to wh- how much like time was wasted in this movie by like stuff that could have been replaced with more vital information is this is the first ever marvel movie that i got up to go to the bathroom during really yeah like i, I just i could not hold it like it was like it wasn't like i would never do that, that. sounds like a
1: you problem not a marvel It problem.
0: it is a me problem but also like i got back and i was like what did i miss and my friend was like literally nothing like it was, <laughs> wait <laughs> it was what this, scene was it it was the scene where cassie's fighting modok in the end Oh, oh, you are like in the final battle. Yeah, like I was trying to hold it for as long as I could. No, but I, I just missed the part where like she like flung him back and forth a few times. That's it. Oh, yeah. It I saw matter. the whole thing where she's like, stop being a dick. And I was like, I hate that.
1: Okay.
0: Hate that. Hate that. All right, post-credit scenes. Let's do it. Let's see um, it. First one, both of them were awesome. Like aside from Kang, just in general, I feel like the post-credit scenes were were amazing. Like, got Had to, to both be Kang post-credit experience. scenes.
1: I yeah. kind of wanted one about
0: this Kang. Yeah, I mean like arguably the first one is kind of about him.
1: Yeah, so the first one I feel a little weird about. I like am interested, but the acting was like, not just the acting, but like everything was weird. Like I liked it in the moment. I was like, okay, I'm glad we got more Kang. Like that's what I wanted. I don't want a second more event of, of Scott Lang. Mm-hmm. I don't want a second more of Hope. I don't want a second more of Cassie. I don't want a second more of any any of the main characters. I want a second more of Kang. So I'm glad we got Kang, but like the different versions of him really felt like Sylvester Stallone and Spy Kids three D. Like it was weird. Like he was like, "Oh, we better stim." Like the acting was weird. Like it was very much like I need to get in like
0: egyptian character and i need to get them. like i don't know but those they didn't feel intimidating i feel like rama tut felt the most intimidating the others i felt their voices were weird i didn't i wasn't a like we yes, would call them all <laughs> if it wasn't true he wouldn't call you <laughs> yeah it was like, like a, very weird it was a little yeah rama tut i feel like was intimidating that him i'm really excited about um i feel I, like he's gonna get killed immediately i think he might I mean, there's rumors he might be in the Fantastic Four. Oh, would love that.
1: There was rumors he was going to be in Moon Knight, too. There was an Easter egg for him in,
0: in Moon Knight. Ugh. How? That happens in the main timeline, though. No? It was, uh, like, I don't think it's, like, an actual, actual Easter egg. It's one of those Easter eggs that's just like, oh, that design is, like, looks like Rama Tut. Mm. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know. I was, like not expecting it them to like immediately show us like a bunch of versions of kang and also i was very curious because i'm not that familiar with the story of how it happens in the comics but i kind of like was wondering all right how are they just going to turn their heads all of a sudden and be like all right the avengers are our our enemy we need to stop them in particular and i really hope it's not like that i mean that's pretty much what this credit scene was like they were like When none of us killed him, they killed him. They're starting to touch the multiverse. That's like, and they're referring to like the 616 version.
1: Haven't y'all all all touched the multiverse? Everyone in this room touched the multiverse? But they're like,
0: they have their own thing on the multiverse. And they're like, they're starting to touch the multiverse. Like, clearly, if they can kill the one we exiled, they're going to start killing us too. They have this movie did not touch the multiverse, BG dub. It's the
1: quantum realm. They literally went to the quantum realm and went
0: back to their world. But that's why I texted you and I was like, do you think they're talking about he who remains? It, it, but, which I don't think so anymore, but that's what made me think it. It was like, may, maybe are they talking about Loki and Sylvie? But I, no, they're clearly talking about Kang because they were like the yeah. exiled one. Yeah. But I – I don't know. I, I really liked it. The, the whole scene with them all portaling in, like, just got me really hyped for Avengers five. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, I can't wait for just like the Avengers to just be bodied by like a sea of Kangs.
1: I hope they get bodied in like the first like act, and then one Kang kills every single one of the other Kangs. That's my prediction slash
0: what I want. I think that's that's probably what's gonna happen. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. But I don't know, I, I agree with you, like, the acting was a little weird, but, like, and I'll, I'm I'm a big, like, sucker for, like, when they recreate, like, sequences that are exact panels from the comics, and, like, that entire panel where they just pan across the stadium and you see them all cheering is, like, literally, like, a scene from yeah, the I comics. Yeah, I've that, yeah. So I was like, that was so cool. Yeah. Ugh. I, don't, I don't know, it, it, like, made it feel, like, it made kang and the idea of kang and all of his his dynasty like feel more of an intimidating presence i feel i feel like it made it feel like rick and morty but i i don't i don't think so though i think it I, it's been a it's been too long since i've watched rick and morty for me to make that connect like i obviously in the back of my mind i'm like oh council of ricks is like based on the council of reeds and council of kang's but yeah um no, that wasn't that wasn't really a thought in my mind. I was just like really hyped to see things moving forward, and now I'm like, it was the same feeling I got when I saw the Ant Man and the Wasp post credit scene, and Ant Man got trapped in the quantum realm. I was like, I know. yeah, better in than the movie. Avengers movie right now. Better than the movie, though. Ant Man and the Wasp is great. I don't get all the hate for it. I'm an Ant Man and the Wasp fan, but the post credit scene is what got everyone talking. Yes, that's true. And then the second post credit scene also awesome um do you think that's gonna be you know how that sometimes they take
1: direct scenes from a show i think so
0: i think it is gonna be a direct direct scene? scene i think so too um again another unique i'm i'm excited to see how many versions they take from the comics of kang and how many new versions they twist for the mcu because i feel like they have a good opportunity to sort of be like oh this new character we introduced is actually a version of Kang. Like, do all Kangs look the same or are they like Spider Man where some of them might look a little different? You know, I'm mm-hmm. like excited to see what they do. And obviously, like, just I wasn't even really expecting Loki and Mobius in this. Me scene. neither.
1: But he doesn't look that different.
0: No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, all the versions of Kang we've seen so far, besides like the one with the screwed up face in the stadium, like they all look like Jonathan. They're Mayors. Jonathan Majors. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering if it's going to be that I mean, I've heard some wild, wild rumors of like what they they might possibly do and connect it to certain characters. So I won't say anything. They're going to they're going to make them all Jonathan Majors. I think. (laughs) Potentially.
1: That's the thing, too. They haven't locked down like what makes a variant.
0: I think they I think they have. Why are Sylvie and Loki variants? tell me that. They're makes no sense. Sons of Odin. Yeah. Are they, though? She, they didn't even explain that. Sons of Laughy. Son and daughter of Laughy. I guess. They didn't really say that, though. I think it's. it's like, oh, a
1: Loki. And it's like, what makes a They got to lock that down, too. What makes a variant of someone else
0: right but i feel they can't do that for every character it's the same thing like into the spider-verse you can make that argument for like why is miles Miles Morales a spider-man because he got bit Mm, by a spider like you just kind of have to assume
1: so different
0: he has a whole peter parker in the universe but if you if think about it in in this context if you never ever saw if you never heard of Miles Morales and then all of a sudden in the Spider-Man movie, you saw a variant of Spider-Man and it was Miles Morales, you, would you – He's not like, a variant of Peter Parker, Would you Parker be like, though. well, what makes him a Spider-Man? He's not a variant of Peter Parker, though. But he's a Spider-Man. He's a Spider-Man, so. but he's not a variant of Peter Parker. This is true. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. You got me there. All right. All right. Anyway. <laughs> that, that they don't explain. I need but some
1: more explanation.
0: After watching the Loki finale – I have a grand revelation, something that you and I both criticized the Loki show as like something they didn't do very well. And that is explaining the difference between timelines, universes, like how does Sylvie even exist if there's just supposed to be one sacred timeline and everything. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's something very easy to overlook when I realized it, I was like, how did I not realize this? There is – like the Sacred Timeline, all the events prior to the Loki series and throughout the Infinity Saga, there is only one timeline. It's not a bunch of universes stacked on each other. It's one timeline that we've seen all the characters we know and love. And the reason we're seeing variants is because the only time we're seeing variants in the Loki show is either if they work for the TVA or if they've been pruned. So – Loki Sylvie's there because her timeline was pruned, but she just escaped it. So that's where variants come. Anytime there's a branch, he who remains prunes it, and it goes to the void. So that's where all the variants lived before they killed mm-hmm. he who remains. Now that they killed he who remains, now the, the multiverse can freely branch, and that's where variants come from.
1: So how did um,
0: Sam Raimi's Spider-Man happen? Because... Like you like to say, time is not in a straight line. Once they killed he who remains, all throughout the sacred timeline branches were freely created. So we're experiencing it in Do you think Tommy McGuire is actually having
1: after who he who remains was destroyed. No, it
0: didn't it didn't start after that, but he that happens outside of time. So once they kill he who remains, at any point in the timeline, branches are allowed to freely grow. Hmm.
1: I've heard the theory more so from the theories I've been watching is that the sacred timeline is not one like universe one timeline it's like a rope almost it's like a rope of a few different multiverses that like don't like have conflicting parts and they all are roped together into the sacred timeline. And, like, there's, like, the Sacred Timeline is a multiverse within itself.
0: That is what I originally thought, and I've seen that theory a lot, but I am I think rewatch the Loki finale, he, like, makes it super, like, I really, like, just, like, analyzed everything he said. He makes it super clear that he used Elias during the first multiversal war to completely isolate the Sacred Timeline. Like... The, i'm think fine about, with that just they gotta explain that a little and, better and, and think about it like he said that like every version of him entered into all-out war the only way to keep peace and that you you would think the question of oh how how have we not seen a kang before in the infinity saga it's because he who remains was literally the only one because he pruned every single other
1: well he could universe. have he could have also pruned all universes except the ones that don't include Kangs and then made
0: that into a sacred timeline he could but i think they're going to reveal in a future movie that he's a nexus being that there's a kang in every in every universe
1: Mm -hmm. i thought nexus being meant you were the same kang in every universe like same being
0: that's what it means in the comics but uh, i i don't know if it means the same thing in the movies Mm. okay 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 but that would that was my main problem with loki It was which was if the multiverse doesn't exist, then, like, how does Sylvie's universe exist? Like, how is she even there? But I can't believe I overlooked the fact that, like, the only time we see actual variants are either in the void or at the TVA. Yeah, they I all guess you're time. right. I guess you're right.
1: Mic drop. Hmm. Mic drop. All right. So, how do we feel about the postcarded scene? Is that Kang, the Kang that we saw in Ant Man? Is that. The Kang that we saw at the end of Loki season one in the statue is Ooh, good question who 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 is what Kang is my question for you
0: very good question. Um, I think well, the statue at the end of Loki season one he's wearing the same outfit he's wearing in Earth as Day this Day. Kang but yeah. I'm also wondering are multiple Kang variants going to have that outfit? Like, Yeah, that could happen too. I don't think Victor Timely, the one, the scientist one we saw in the post credit scene, is the same one from Quantumania. I think it's a different- Is
1: name. it because he's not called Nathaniel Richards? No. no what if I Nathaniel ju- Richards went back in time and went by
0: Victor Timely? He could have. They're all Nathaniel Richards. Yeah, right? that's what I thought. They all start as Nathaniel Richards- in the 31st century and then they once they discover time travel they go to different points in time and become different variants yeah so no i think he's he's just like a separate variant i think like from from what i've heard about loki season two they're gonna see a bunch of different versions of kang so i think he's just like one of the versions that they first find where loki's like that's the guy you know that's him
1: how much of, you, of this you think is gonna be in Loki season two that they're gonna explain it? I don't know. I wouldn't mind if they go into a little bit of the variant shit and like don't like resolve the issue, but like go into a little bit of the kangs and uh
0: start defeating some of them, maybe. Here's what I'll say. I hope they do enough that it progresses the story and so that you can allow the movies to kind of like all right, not every movie has to be a chess piece to move things further, like this movie yeah. is you know yeah yeah, yeah. but i also want kang involved in the movies like i would not be opposed to him being a villain in like the fantastic four eternals 2 and like a bunch of other movies that like just really pose him as a threat that he's just everywhere you know yeah yeah i'm Mm -hmm. down but i think it would be cool if they could work in this version of kang into loki season two but i just don't know how they i don't do.
1: think this version should be in it i actually think the version that the version that ends up being the main villain should not be in loki like loki season two should deal a little bit more with the like going crazy with like different versions of kang and then the main kang should be held to the movies and and maybe that i think that main kang might be the kang we saw in Quantumania. And I think the main Kang might be the Kang we saw at the end of Loki season one that eventually takes over, but it might not be like one, the main villain of Loki. And then it might, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think they can all be related, but I think Loki should deal more with the weird like variants. And then the movie should deal more with like the main Kang. I'm not opposed. I'm with
0: it and i think you can use (laughs) they should should have popcorn ice as consultants um i'm not opposed to them like using other variants to explain because i feel like they hinted at it in this movie where they kind of got at his motivations for why he's doing what he's doing but he also hinted like oh you don't know what i've lost and stuff that we never found that out i wouldn't mind i
1: kind of think that that should be a I kind of think that should be like an interpersonal thing, like not even a Kang to
0: Kang thing. I think it should be like a, maybe a Renslayer thing, you know, like Judge mm. Renslayer from maybe because in the comics they're like together, lovey, yeah, lovey dovey. I,
1: I think it could be like a. I don't think it should be like too intertwined into the story of the Kang Dynasty and stuff. Like I think it could be like right when the Kangs entered his world that destroyed everything he knew, but then like he went on to become a bit villain like i want to know that story but i don't think it's like within the timeline of like things that we are experiencing as the viewer if that makes sense like it's not going to be something we see happen in a different forum i think it should be like a flashback of like how this kind's like what this kind that we saw in Amman anthem Amman and the wasp quantumania sorry like where did he become the multiversal being that he is like he must have lost something to become that multiversal being that was like, screw the timelines. I'm going to screw them all.
0: Yeah. I, I that think That should you, be his origin story. I want to see it. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think you could explore that in Loki season two through his other variants. Like that'd be cool. Yeah. Didn't they all have the same backstory? No, I hope not. That'd be, I think, I hope they have certain commonalities like, Again, they're all Nathaniel Richards. They discovered, Maybe they discovered time travel in the same way. But I, don't, I hope they all – I think that's what's going to set this Kang that we saw in Quantumania apart from the rest of them is that he has a more relatable tragic backstory than the rest of them. I'm down with it.
1: Yeah. I think he was the one in the post-credit scene, though.
0: You think he's Victor Timely?
1: I think so. I think they're investigating the Kang that they saw in the statue – in the end of Loki season one, which is the same Kang as
0: the Kang in Quantumania. Gotcha. You. So you think before he became the Kang the Conqueror from Quantumania, he went back, became Victor Timely, did some shit, and then like became Kang the Conqueror? I think so. I wouldn't be opposed. Maybe.
1: Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they'll never explain it.
0: Maybe. Maybe Marvel no, tends to not be now
1: explaining things these days.
0: <laughs> maybe they won't maybe they won't kill anybody and then we'll be super mad.
1: <laughs> kill everyone you, yeah, okay man. what event are they gonna kill in king dynasty i know who you hope for scott line moon knight oh they should have killed moon they shouldn't have even made moon Knight exist that wouldn't be sad i need them to kill someone sadder spider-man
0: they're not gonna do that no they wouldn't do that i, I don't want them to kill spider-man either i want spider-man to have his own story sam freaking wilson aside. And he's, i wonder if he's gonna die in this saga he should i mean i like and and
1: captain america's story as they get through avengers phases. he should he as he That's should it. as he should <laughs> i like when characters die i like sam wilson but
0: no I, I i agree I, I used to not like when characters die but you you really uh you, you changed my my ways of looking at it uh oh, i love when a character croaks Especially in the in that that's really what this movie needed, I think. Yeah. Uh, apart from many other things, but I guess in that case, would you feel comfortable moving on to the report card? I think to, we should to give it its proper review.
1: I think we should. You know, we're gonna have more thoughts during the report card. Oh yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the popcorn Ice report card is something is a tool Jake and I have created to rate movies out of 100% and we give each of six categories a one out of 10 rating and we kind of do some formula magic to give to to take those six ratings and make them into a rating out of 100 the six categories are pacing visuals acting music story and heart so let's get right into it jake pacing category number one my first Oh, do you want me to go first? You know what? I'll go first. Why not? Um, pacing. Huh. what, what do you even give this? To be honest, I actually felt that this movie could have been longer. I think um I think that there were characters that were sidelined, storylines that weren't addressed that could have used some more time. And usually I'm like, pacing is when you get bored. Is when it gets a negative, but I didn't feel bored. I actually felt that, like I enjoyed myself throughout the movie. But I felt like certain characters didn't get like their justice Earths, which maybe I can knock it in story too. So I didn't feel like the pacing was like bad in this movie. I actually felt like it could have been longer. Um, I do feel like they got to the quantum mania, the the quantum realm, real quick, which was good. Like that's what I wanted. So I don't think it was bad. Um I would say it's probably
0: like uh a... I'd give it an 8. Um I agree that I don't think I was ever bored at any point during the movie cuz I was just like there was so much going on to to keep my interest um regardless if I if I liked what they were doing or not. But I do think that pacing was an issue in the fact that like like we said they maybe spent a little bit too much time on like the freedom fighter stuff rather than doing other things in the movie or uh talking to bill murray rather than just like getting to kang and doing their thing uh so i'll knock it a little bit more than you i'm going to give it a seven okay okay
1: all right next is visual so this is a very interesting movie to write on visuals because i feel like they really went for it They really went for, like, the crazy. Um, They really went for, like, the sci-fi. And at times it was a little too much. Like, the buildings were moving. But, like, it didn't look bad from a CGI perspective, even though things, like, clearly felt like they were on a green screen at times. Um, Like, I felt like they did a lot, and they, like, didn't skimp on the budget. But sometimes they just went a little too far. And... You know, you gotta knock it a little bit for Modoc because he looks super weird. Um, so I'll give it a I'll give it a
0: seven point three. So I think that in all honesty, um this movie got a lot better for CGI for me. They're they're in, in past uh phase four movies. The, the cgi was really like you could call that and be like all right that <laughs> clearly like that needed more work and Modoc's a whole separate thing like i said like that's a really hard character to like make look natural in any way shape or form yeah he looked really really weird but like i kind of like accepted it and moved on because i was just like how do you make like a floating head look normal um but i think marvel's green screen work is really what Sets it apart from me because that's the contrast where I was like, I'm looking at a beautiful landscape in one moment, and then the next moment I'm like, that's clearly a green screen that they're standing in. Yeah. Um. So it's tough to rate this one, but I'll give it like a seven point five.
1: Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: All right. Next is acting.
1: I think acting might be the strongest category in this movie. I feel like. All the actors did their job for sure. I think some of the comedy didn't always hit, but it wasn't the acting's fault necessarily. Like Scott definitely embodies that man really well. Um, I think Hope did what she could with the time she had. I think Michelle Pfeiffer's character, uh, Janet was like pr- pretty like I was more invested in her than I thought I would be. Um Hank always annoys me, but it's not his actor's fault. Uh I thought like Cassie was solid too. She was a little annoying, but it wasn't, again, not really her actor's fault, more like a little bit of the writing's fault. Um, And then Jonathan Majors just, like, knocks it out of the park. Oh, yeah. Amazing actor. Um, And, like, one acting performance really brings this one up, too, because, like, it was a great villain performance. You know I always say villain actors are more important than hero actors. Oh, yeah. So I'll give this one an 8
0: point seven i feel like that's really solid um i think it had more to do with the dialogue in certain cases that i was like kind of like the actors were doing the best they could with it you know Mm um yeah i agree uh not not to repeat everything you said but echoing everything you said uh jonathan majors was the best part um incredible villain performance i think michelle pfeiffer did really great and so did paul rudd he's he is ant-man like it's it's kind of the same level as like I, ca- I can't see anybody else as ant-man um and yeah evangeline lilly and michael douglas were great too um the rest of the people could kind of take a take him or leave him <laughs> um i'll give not this- cheaty no (laughs) i just didn't care about its character to be honest um i'll give this an 8.2 all right i like it all right next is music
1: honestly could not tell you one score that played in this movie (laughs) i feel like it was intense enough though like i feel like the intense moments were intense honestly i can't even speak to it I'm going to give it a seven because I can't speak to
0: it. <laughs> no, I'll be honest with you too. Like I, th- again, I think so much was going on story and visual wise that the only thing I really noticed was Kang's theme was intimidating. Um, I I feel like I love the score for the first two Ant-Man movies. Like I have multiple tracks from them on my Marvel playlist. And this one, like maybe I'd put Kang's theme on it, but the rest of them, it's like, again, doesn't feel very Ant-Man-y to me. Um, I'm going to give it like.
1: oh okay Okay. better than I thought you were going to give it All right, next is story so I feel like this is where I have to knock it for all the things I talked about throughout this podcast like I feel like Kang should have won I feel like they I feel like it wasn't an Ant-Man story it was clearly an MCU story that was like moving to the next thing which I gotta knock it for I feel like Kang should have won but she didn't, so I got to knock it for her. Um, I feel like a lot of the themes they laid out early in the film, like with ant they really didn't hit on. Um, A lot of the Ant-Fam characters they, like, didn't hit on. And I don't know, it just felt messy at times. Like, I really think the only thing that really landed well was, like, Kang and his story, but then it didn't finish in a satisfying way. But then again, like, I was... I enjoyed it the whole time, and, like, I was engaged. And, like, they did find a way to make it large-scale without, like, having a super huge effect on, like, all the other characters in the MCU. Like, makes sense why... I know everyone makes jokes about, like, why don't the Avengers assemble all the time? Like, makes sense why the Avengers didn't assemble for this one. They were in the Quantum Realm the whole time, which I liked. Um, But, yeah, I I think... I think I'll probably give it like a 6.8. Okay.
0: Okay. That's a okay. That's a little lower than I'm going to go on this one, actually. Um, I am going to knock it for um, reasons stated before. Um, I think that it's a really great – it does really well from a world-building universe perspective, pushing things forward in lieu in, in the same vein of, of something like a Captain America Civil War. Did for the Infinity saga. Um, I think it does make some bold choices in making Kang the villain of this movie. And I think it picks up, like I said, on some really important and really cool threads, like going hard on the quantum realm, having Janet uh be connected to Kang, having Modoc be connected to Kang, even introducing Modoc and having him connected to Darren Cross. Like I think it has connected. really cool things. Yeah. You know. <laughs> It has cool things that it tries to pick up on, but the execution isn't fully there. Um, I'm going to give it a... This is tough. Uh, I'm going to give it a
1: 7.2. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: All right. Last category is heart. So,
1: again, I might have to knock it here again. like...
0: Oh, I feel I like, feel I, like... I, before you get into it, I feel like that was I was a little bit harsh. Give, give it a give it a seven point eight for, for story. Whoa, big I really, jump! I really I guess I I'm giving it too much hate. I really enjoyed how they how they handled Kang. It's mo- mainly like the Ant Man portion of it that I didn't enjoy as much. So for heart, I feel like
1: it could have been more heartfelt with the whole father daughter thing like that didn't land in the way it should have i don't know like i don't know that i would say this movie has heart like i think it was serving the mcu i don't think it was like serving the characters that it was meant to focus on i don't think it was serving like the relationships it was meant to focus on like at the end like scott and the wasp have like this whole heartfelt moment where they're like i love you hope i love you scott but like they spent no time together this whole movie doesn't really quite make sense to me um i feel like cassie and scott have some good moments but like didn't really resolve their issues anyway um i don't know the kind stuff is the best part and i wouldn't say it like gives it hard it's just like giving backstory for future marvel movies so i might have to give it pretty low on heart honestly i might give it a five how about that Woo!
0: how about that <laughs> you like that <laughs> Yeah, like that yeah honestly i agree with everything you said like again this movie shines as a kang movie as developing the universe um doing really well from that perspective but didn't make me like tear up or be like wow this is the end of like the ant-man trilogy like you know like like the end of a trilogy should um maybe a a 6.5 wow one. that's even higher
1: your explanation wanted me to go even lower <laughs> all right the results are in oh boy drum roll please man is the father <laughs> <laughs> okay ready the results yes. are in and it's a 73 i
0: feel like that's valid
1: i feel like that's very valid
0: that's very valid um definitely the I, I don't agree with the Rotten Tomatoes score I think that's it's way too harsh
1: I think I think the Rotten Tomato score is too harsh too I
0: don't I've been saying that since I saw it whenever anyone asked me truthfully this movie might end up being a dark horse like uh Age of Ultron was for its time you know in oh, a few no. years, I loved Age of Ultron like... the moment I saw it <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean like Age of Ultron like years later everyone started to come around on it and be like, wow, that movie is so important for the infinity saga. Like it's super cool. The stuff they were setting up, like true. we might come back to this movie and be like, there's a lot of cool stuff that they did here. That really pays off. Um, true. True. Yeah. But anyway, the popcorn heist report card nails it again. I feel like the past few ones it, like, Avatar, <laughs> have been real
1: like, accurate. Yeah, I've been super We've accurate. We've just been
0: nailing it down. I think we're being more honest with ourselves when we do it now. Yeah, yeah. I agree. But anyway excited to see where the multiverse saga goes i know nick is super i'm not i hate the multiverse